Quick idea. Jesus' grace never lacked truth, and his truth never lacked grace. Our weekly identity statement, I am a person of gracious truth and truthful grace. And our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Truth. There's no way we can do truth justice in one day, in one little section. Nor can we do Jesus' teaching in John 8 any kind of justice. But we'll do our best to get a glimpse of truth as Jesus taught it. To start, you might want to read John chapter 8, verse 12 through 59 to know the context of our thoughts. It's important that you read it for yourself to know that what I say is based on Jesus' teaching, not just my own ideas. We begin in verse 14. Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. This is an idea that is pretty much lost on us today, but in the Bible, messengers played an important role. You can read about them in Proverbs. The role of a messenger was to faithfully relay the message from the sender to the receiver. One of Jesus' roles was that of messenger. He knew where he came from and where he was going. Jesus begins to make it clear that he is no ordinary messenger. His message is the truest truth. Later, in verse 31 and 32, we get that often quoted line from Jesus, If you hold to my teaching, or my message, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Pharisees didn't respond well to this statement, and it just gets worse. How can you say we need to be set free? Jesus goes on to explain that anyone who sins is a slave to sin. That means we are in bondage to sin, held captive to it. As long as we are slaves to sin, we have no place in God's family. But a son belongs to the family forever. So, if the son sets you free from the bondage of sin, you too become a son or daughter and are free indeed. But of course, Jesus doesn't stop there. To us, it looks like he's picking a fight. But in light of what we've already learned about truth and grace, Jesus is doing no such thing. He is not debating or arguing. He is revealing and exposing. He is pulling back the curtain of their hearts to expose the lies they have embraced. You are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Word is a big word. It's logos or logos. It's a special word to John. Strong's Concordance explains logos in this way. In John, it denotes the essential word of God, Jesus Christ, the personal wisdom and power and union with God, his minister in creation and government of the universe, the cause of all the world's life, both physical and ethical, which for the procurement of man's salvation put on human nature in the person of Jesus the Messiah, the second person in the Godhead, and shown forth conspicuously from his words and deeds. The Pharisees didn't have any room for the essential word of God, Jesus Christ, in their hearts, because their hearts were already full of other desires. Now verse 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you carry out your father's desires. Do you think this was a difficult truth for Jesus to share with the Pharisees? Can you imagine if someone came up to you and and told you that the reason you do what you do is because you're the descendant of Hitler or Stalin? And that pales in comparison to being called children of the devil. But 
Jesus does not shy away from the truth to keep from bruising their ego. He shares the truth with them, knowing that is the most gracious thing he can do. It's interesting to point out there are two fathers portrayed in Jesus' teaching. There is Jesus' father and their father, the devil. There are other contrasts that are made as well. There are two languages, the language of Jesus' father, truth, and the language of the Pharisees' father, lies. When the devil speaks, his language is deception. Then there is the death and life comparison. The devil was a murderer from the beginning, but whoever obeys Jesus' word will never see death. It's also interesting to note the picture of the devil being full of lies or saturated with lies, much like we learned about Jesus being completely saturated in every fabric of his being with grace and truth. The devil also was completely saturated with deception. There is no truth in him. For our purposes today, we need to focus in on two key statements Jesus makes. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Also, whoever belongs to God hears what he says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. How do we belong to God? By receiving his free gift of grace. When we have done that, died to ourselves so that we can receive his life that is truly life, when we have been buried with Christ and God does the work of raising us to new life in Christ, then we belong to God. That's how we are able to hear. That belonging is kind of like the decoder to hear Jesus' teaching. Without it, there may be nice messages, but they won't change us. But if we really belong, if we hold to his teaching, then we really are Jesus' disciples. Then, sequentially, we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. While I don't want to make too much out of the sequence of words here, it strikes me that knowing the truth comes after holding to Jesus' teaching and being his disciples. Why would that be? Could it be that there are lies woven deep into the fabric of our hearts because our first father and our first language was that of deception? Could it be that the only way to be able to begin to untangle those lies that are woven into our hearts is by first belonging to the real Father? I think so. In fact, I know of no other way to begin the process of unraveling the mesh of deceit that enslaves so many believers. Sadly, too many never get to this layer of grace. Too many settle for the false teaching of simply receiving salvation but not following Jesus with their lives. I don't have time to get into it, but I simply don't see that taught anywhere in Scripture. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I can take it. But too many so-called Christians think all they had to do was say a prayer and ask Jesus into their hearts and call it good. From there, they were free to go about their lives as they wished, not realizing what they were doing was going back to the old dry wells. They were never really set free from the shackles that kept them in bondage to the lies they had believed. Don't settle for that. Yes, freely accept God's gift of grace offered to us through the humble and selfless work of Christ on the cross. But see that work for what it is, the beginning. Being baptized into Christ is only akin to being qualified to run in the race. It is not the race itself. We are qualified to run in the race because Jesus ran the qualifying lap in our place. Then he passed on his accomplishment to us through grace. And now we get to stand at the starting line and begin the process of being set free and learning to run in the freedom God designed us for. Don't go back to the chains. Don't go back to the bondage. 
Don't stop at being qualified to run the race, but take your stance and, and anxiously wait for the gun to go off. And when it does, run the race with such ferocity that you get the prize at the end. Jesus, the Father, presence, and relationship. Our daily scripture focus, John 8, verse 31 through 32, and verse 47. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Verse 47, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Take a minute and imagine yourself as the Pharisees. Imagine what it would feel like to be told your father was the devil and that the reason you don't understand Jesus is because you speak the language of the devil. Second, reflect. Think about what happens when you read scripture or listen to a sermon. Do you feel as though God is revealing himself to you or do you find it hard to comprehend? Could that be because you don't yet fully belong to God? Third, repent. See yourself freely accepting God's gift of grace and at the same time accepting Christ's word, the truth on which creation was built. And lastly, thank God. Thank God for setting you free in Jesus. Thank God for revealing himself to you. 